The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody. This is the MCAC focus call, and we want to welcome each of you who are participating or listening to us, and on on Zoom, and our streamer, who uh, uh, making this evening possible. I'm Michael Garrett, uh, a member of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and with me is Lisa Sled. Hello, everyone. Michael, you keep kind of going in and out. I do. Let's yeah, see a little if I bit. Can yeah. Make that better. Is that better? Yes, much better. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, I was hoping our our chairperson would be here to sort of uh, get us get us started, but apparently I heard her come no, in. I am here. Yes. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Yes. Hello, so, hello, Cheryl. Hi, Michael. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hello, hello. So, I, Michael, what would what what do you need from me? <laughs> you uh, do the hello and welcome, and and uh, and and maybe tell okay. folks a little bit about MCAC if you'd like. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. All right, so um, the Multicultural Affairs Committee. Uh, has been a part of the American Council of the Blind for many years. Um, we are a group. We meet monthly. Um, starting this year, we will be having open meetings quarterly. So our first meeting will be on October 23rd. Um, that link information will be uh, announced via the ACB community call. And um, I'm inviting everyone who wants to participate to join us. So if you do, you will hear um, sort of the business part of the meeting. Um, we might have a little sort of teach-in section, and then we're going to open it up to our guests, uh, that will be you, to share any ideas or information or anything that you'd like with us. Um, so again, I want to say welcome and to say thank you to Lisa and Michael for um, bringing this topic to our attention. Um, values, it's something that um, I think we all need to be aware of uh, and it underlies, I would say, all of our interactions. Um, and so I think it's so important that we're going to have this discussion tonight. And um, I know you're not here to, here to hear me, so I will stop speaking and turn things back over to Lisa and Michael. And again, just say welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Cheryl. And uh, so hopefully everybody is, is uh, seated or, or in a comfortable position with your beverage of choice or 
however you make yourself self feel comfortable. And uh, so, how are you this evening, Lisa? I am well. I um, got a lot accomplished today. I'm getting ready to start school finally, so I'm happy with that. Let's get on with this. Wonderful. I've been wanting to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, we were, to, to get us started, we were tasked, Lisa and I were tasked with coming up with uh, a discussion and we put our heads together and we just brainstorming and we came up with this idea talking about values. So we came up with the title you saw in the in the promo, Where Have Our Values Gone? So we wanted to have a a, a, a discussion about values and um so hopefully you've been thinking about this and and we'll we'll we always have we always have a reason for coming up with such ideas because it always we believe that these things uh affect our interpersonal relationships and so uh you'll see as we go along uh hopefully you will discover because you're going to be a part of this this whole discussion but before we get into having you as participants uh, I'm in, I wanted to start out by asking Lisa a few questions. So, so Lisa. Put me on the spot. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have chosen to do it to no, me. No. <laughs> Just trying to make it a little but, light here. We don't want it to get too heavy, but yes. Right, right. So, um, so did your parents teach you some repeated lessons when you were growing up? Most definitely. Um, hmm. I was mostly raised by my mom and my grandmother, my father, and my, my father was around when I was younger, you know, very young, but. So I would say most of my values, principles, morals, everything that I got, I got from my mother and my grandmother. And they did taught. You, did you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, did you use them when you were dealing with other people? I do. I still do to this day. Um, not everybody learns uh, the same. You know, everybody's household is different, but. Yes, I do, and I try to instill that in my everyday life. Yes. Okay. So, what then would 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 you say uh, are values? Uh, we we look at when we look at this society today. And how people interact. Uh, what do you think them or motivates them? Well, I think some people have forgotten their values. I'll tell you that much. Um, like things like respect and integrity. You know, when I see how 
things are in the world, you know, as I listen to what's going on in the world, I don't think that they're used as often as they should. I think people have forgotten, honestly, what they were taught to a certain extent, you know, how people, young folks talk to older people, you know, that just, sometimes when, I don't know if it's a situation because of how I was raised, but like when younger people address me and they address me flat out as just Lisa, that's like nails on a chalkboard to me. You know, when I came up, I called people Miss, I still do it to this day, you know, Miss some, Mr. Somebody, you know, especially if they're they appear to be uh, much older than I am, you know, or to somebody that I really don't know. I try to give them that. And I feel like people do not do that today. Do you think that has anything to do with people's attitude toward each other? Um, <clears throat> I think it does to a certain extent, but I think the media has a lot to do with it, just the world has, how the world has changed, you know, um, I think the world can change, but I think your values, to, you know, they're your core values, things that you learned as a child from your family, I think those should remain the same, but I think people kind of push those to the wayside. <laughs> so, I have a, I, I have a, I have two definitions here that I want to I want to throw out, and then I want us to open it up to the uh, to the to our, our our attendees, and so let's and let's start to have some conversations about or uh, about values. The first the first definition says values are principles are virtues that help determine how you interact with others. The second one says, your core values are a central part, and I like this, of who you are or who you want to be. And so the question before us comes, your values in how, you, how we treat each other. Michael, say that again. You went on a wave. Wow. I can't. Do your values play a part in how we treat each other? Do our values play a part in how we treat each other? That's our question for tonight, everybody. And and so that's 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 how I want uh, that's how I want us to sort of approach it. Uh, so. Uh, are there any hands raised? Is, is there anybody who would like to uh, weigh in on the question, especially based on what we've presented already? Oh. Okay, we have a area code 505 and in, in 638. Yes. Go that, ahead. That, that's Yes. Hi, Beth. How are you? I will say that I, I believe our, um, I believe that our values do play a part in who we are, and um, 
in our core values, and I do believe also that um, the way the world is today, we have no accountability to each other or to or to God, so we think we can treat each other any way we want to. Oh. And that's not all of us, that's just, I see a lot of the young kids today and I'm like, wow. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. They don't seem to value the same things we did as the, when when we were children, now, or you know, the same the things question? that we were taught. Can I ask a question to what you're saying? Why do you think that happened? Because these are children that are under us that we raised. So how did that happen? No, I think the the public schools and the media have a lot to do with it. And even though we tried to teach them, um, and some parents do have to work, but I think they got their influence from other places. Like I said, like the schools, and like the media, well, everybody's doing this, so this is the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially because they can't talk about God in the public schools, so they can't talk about being accountable to him. And you're that, like, well. Did you say that there are these other outside influences uh, affect kids, but do parents play a part in, in allowing these things to happen? Uh, yes, a lot of times they do, and that is the problem too. Until um, two-parent households anymore, and um, or maybe both parents have to work, so a lot of times the kids are home by themselves. What we used to call latchkey kids. Latchkey kids, yes. Oh. All, right. all right, all right. Do you have anything else you want to share? And, um, well, I just wanted to say I think we could, I think we could change back to getting better values, but, um, it's going to have to come from, I mean, not only the parents, but it is going to have to come from, uh, society as well because they're like oh mom that's dumb <laughs> or grandma that's dumb. that's dumb why would you want to do that well why not and um, and uh, I think society is going to have to make some uh, make some better um like restorations or whatever you call it, bring some better to restore our values to back to what they could be. But I realized too that there isn't a lot of people that do believe in God anymore, or so they say they don't. And and I think the church could could help them, could help make some uh, things to restore our values. Good, good. I agree. All right. Well, thank you, Thank, you, thank you. Who do we have up next? We have Karen Hi. Campbell next. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hello. <clears throat> I think that, yes, the public schools and the media do, do contribute. Um, 
I also think that parents who have checked out contribute. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, they basically, they know how to have the kids. They just exactly. don't know how to raise them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we see it. We see it in our politics today, too. And the fact that one person I don't think was taught a lot of values. Um, I won't get too heavy into it. But let's just say I'm a... I'm a Republican, but I do not support Trump. Okay. All right. I'll make that very clear. <laughs> I think he was I think he was never taught values, and I think unfortunately it shows. Big time. And it's, yes, it's it does becoming to time. be a big influence on others that don't have it and weren't taught it. And it, that's yeah. what's going wild at, yes. A very outsized influence. I want to comment on the fact that I think both Karen and and Beth have talked about the impact of public schools and media. And I think that that you know I, I think that reinforcement is important. Uh, there was a time when uh, media, school church and family reinforced uh, the values and, and mores that, that, that we and now uh, the communications industry has has loosened its its regulations on the language mm -hmm. that is spoken uh, uh, and and uh, there are there are uh, issues uh, today in our public school system, uh, and I would say most schools, a lot of school systems, even some private school systems, that tend that want to hide things from parents, and it's it's hard to it's hard to raise children, it's hard to teach children when. The, all of the adults disagree on what is what is best and what will make that child become a productive. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think you ladies are, are are spot on by saying that that public school, the school system, and the media have some impact on on how children are being raised and. These are the adults. These are the leaders of the future for us. You know, we were just talking about something. I was talking about something with some of my um, friends. I'm part of a Friends with Disability group up here in Kalamazoo. And we were just speaking about something that I'm sure a lot of you would remember. Do you all remember when they used to have this commercial and you should say it's 10 o'clock? Do you know where your children are or whatever? And yeah. you know, they 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 ask that question. They don't ask that question anymore. You know what I'm saying? They it's just like everything has definitely dropped and gone to the wayside. And the media is a big does play a big role, but still I think that as a parent, me not being a parent, but I help raise quite a few. I've got a lot of godchildren. 
And it's putting that foundation down, first of all. You know, I have a goddaughter who she used to, I used to always tell her that a child should stay in a child's place. She hated for me to say that to her. But she's now 38 years old. She doesn't have any children, but she totally understands what I mean by that. You know, she said, I think back to you saying that to me. It used to drive me crazy. But now I find myself saying it, you know. So I'm like, keep on saying it and keep these kids, you know, right. Because they're, they're just running wild, you know. And it's crazy how these parents allow their children to do. Like you say, the, the parents have just dropped out of sight, you know. And that's not good. Do we have anyone else? You do. Mm -hmm. You have uh, Regina is right. next. Good afternoon, Hi, evening, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey. So I'm going hey, to Rebecca. shock you, Michael and Lisa. Yes. Gonna I'm going to shock me. you, Michael and Lisa, and you I'm going to say something radical. Okay, come on, girl. Let's Ooh, Regina. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> radical. We understand. Okay. We understand. <laughs> there's there's two things. Number one, it's always easier to point outside ourselves when we're trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. It's always easier to say it's the younger generation, it's the kids, it's the parents that I'm not a parent, it's the public schools, it's the media. And I'm not minimizing those influences, but I'm saying that it's easy to do that because it lets us off the hook. We can say, it's not me, it's not Michael, it's not Lisa, it's those other people. And so I want to caution us that that doesn't help change. What helps change, and I think this is something all of us can agree upon, is when we all work on change together, starting with ourselves. And the second thing is, I do not think you have to believe in God to have good values. And I want to make sure that that's very clear. I know atheists that have excellent values. I know atheists that have bad value systems and similarly with people from all other faiths. So the idea that we need God, you may personally need God and that's, that's wonderful and great. And I think this country is great because it allows that, but it's not a necessary ingredient. What is a necessary ingredient is understanding the principle that we treat others the way we want to be treated ourselves, which is in all of the major religions. The way we treat other people is the way we want to be treated. And I think if that's our core value, it will be reflected in our actions and our children's actions too. All right, Ms. Radical. <laughs> Ms. Radical, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you on, 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 on needing God, but with, this is not a, a, a religious, conversation but i just want to make my stance because oh. I, I do i do believe in that i but, i know i hope you do you're a reverend but <laughs> i'm not so i'm saying that i believe it <laughs> okay. well, everybody has their has a right to their yes opinion. yes but okay but, i'll mute and but, not be radical anymore <laughs> but, but uh but uh, well, Lisa, do you have a reaction to her her basic premise? No, I'm actually shocked, but um, <laughs> to a certain extent. But I, I do believe that you don't have to. I, I, you know, I myself need God. I mean, I'm gonna say it. You know, I I don't agree with that. But people do have choices, 
And there are some, and I have met some people who don't believe in God that does, uh, they do have um, good values, you know, and they, they respect people and they treat people the way they want to be treated, you know. So I can say, partially, I can agree with her, but the God part, I, I know I need the Lord, so. Well, you know, and uh, well, the basic premise, I think, is what, from 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 what I get, outside of her being radical is that is that the other the other side of what she's saying is is uh uh we don't want to blame other others and not take personal responsibility accountability exactly accountability personal accountability and that's one of one of one down here in my list uh personal responsibility and, and accountability uh very similar and and you know and I and I I'll have to be honest. I'll have to be very honest with y'all. I I I was I was I, I was not nice yesterday. I was annoyed, but I didn't have to act the way I acted. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to catch myself and stop myself and apologize profusely to the person that I was being uh, reactive to because this whole thought, it you know, this talk came to mind as I was sitting there doing that. I'm like, oh, no, you know, I'm not treating her right. Very, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very, very annoying situation. But it could have been handled differently, and and hopefully I made amends. But 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 I was not being uh, accommodating. I was I was I actually got kind of rude. But if you'd been there, you might have you know you you might have acted similarly. Some of you uh, until you caught yourself and said, "Oh, you know that's not right." Mm-hmm. But but so we we do have to keep in mind how we how we act toward other people so we i agree with you from the standpoint regina that we have we have personal responsibility on mm-hmm. how we how we act and how we treat others yes i agree i totally agree all right anyone else okay you actually do have 10 raised hands the next oh. one is going to be joe green all right the other part of the radical, right? <laughs> Joe, you can go Joe. ahead and unmute. Joe. Mm-hmm. Hello? I can hear you, Joe. Okay. Oh, there you hey, are. Joe, there how you are. are you? Hey, hello, hello. Two of my favorite people out there. <laughs> um, I think... Um, well, yeah, number one, I, of course, I was raised in a church, so, uh, you know, I'm, of course, I feel I personally need God, but I think it goes beyond that. I, I think what it is uh, to our core, we we have, number one, nationalized everything when we should put everything back into perspective locally. Like, uh, we say it's the media, and maybe we could agree, but who buys kids or even other teenagers these TVs and phones and all this other stuff 
to watch them. I remember I would be lucky to get an hour of TV a day. And I still yep. have a have a friend that's down in Southern California that even when she was growing up uh, raising her kids, the same thing it was like hour, hour and a half a day. So, um, and yes, we, uh, and I was raised literally by um, the good old days when if I did something wrong at school, um, my parents didn't allow the 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 the, the school to, to to whip me, but my dad had a neighbor that he known for God knows how many years. He would whip me. My mom would come back. And she would tell her she would whip me. And of course, that good old thing. Oh, yeah. Just wait till your daddy get home. Yeah, he's gonna get you. <laughs> and, then, and I would be hoping and I'd be praying and to God praying. That, I, that she forget. <laughs> and she never did forget. So so I get whipped again and be. You better believe I didn't do nothing again. And yeah. um, and so so that's kind of my 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 point. We kind of we don't have that anymore. Nope. You know, you have a lot of uh some parents, not all, but some parents tries tries to be friends with their with their uh, with their kids. You can't do that. But I I do think if we connected together more on a local level with our with our teachers, our 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 parents even some people in the media as well instead of both sizing it tells the truth you know and then i think we'll be a better place like we used to be but uh, uh and all i can do is hope and pray that'll happen i have a cousin who has four children and i didn't know he did this we had a christmas party and he was talking to another my husband's cousin and he had a bunch of kids and he was taught, they were talking back and forth about how through the week, their kids didn't do video games. They didn't use their cell phones. They only had, like Joe just said, a certain amount of time where they were allowed to watch television. And I will say that all of these children now are on the road to success. They are very smart. They're straight A students. My one um, younger cousin, she just passed the bar exam, you know, so it did make a difference, you know, but I didn't think that people in, you know, my generation did that anymore until I overheard the two of them speak. And it was, like I said, from my side of the family and my husband's side of the family, you know, and they both had the same uh, way that they raised their children and came up with the same results. So I agree that we do need to get back to that. And the comment that you made about the, when you got in trouble and everybody knew about it, you know, and you got it from everybody. Now you can't say anything to anybody's children because then the parents get all bent out of shape and then it turns out to be a big war and everything. And that's really unnecessary as well. So thank you, Joe. That was a very good point. And that has some, you know, that reaction that parents. Well, think about think about it. Did y'all hear about the uh, the the football pee wee football league uh, parents were shooting on the on the football field after the game? Wow. Some wow. disagreement uh, took place, and the parents were shooting. Now, what an example! Exactly. What an example! And you see why they run wild. Yes. And, <laughs> 
And, and, and to your to your to your comp, your story, Lisa, I, I'm I'm proud, and and you know it's yet to be seen. But my grandson uh, and his wife uh, don't let their children have their cell phones during the week. On the on the weekends at seven o'clock on Sunday night, they take the phones away. Uh, they get them on the weekend. Uh, they have to get their homework uh, because they spend so much time at school. Uh, they get their homework after school, so by the time they get home, they get, they have a little playtime uh, and get their baths, eat, and you know it's bedtime. They're uh, organized in terms of, uh, of course, my, my grandson is a sports nut. Uh, he coaches AAU basketball, so he he has his his children very uh, active in in sports and things like that. But they do have to get their lesson. They do have to adhere to certain things around the house. So, uh-huh. so I, I, I I'm hoping that this uh, this 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 works well for the for for the kids. Yeah, that was first in my house. You couldn't do nothing until you did your homework. Get your homework. You got that homework done and your chores and different chores that you may have had to do. So you had responsibilities as well, you know, with other things other than your, your schoolwork. But all of that had to be done first before you can have playtime or leisure I tell time. My great grand, I tell my great-granddaughter she's going to break me because she, she makes very good great <laughs> oh, you give her money every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm very proud of her. Yeah. I hope, I and mean, I think that comes from the, the 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 values that they are trying to instill in. in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anybody else, Joe? Yes, sir. You sure do. You got eleven people. So the next one is area code six zero six or six two six, and ended in three eight eight. Oh, I know that number. Six two six and three eight eight. Go ahead. You're good to go. Here, here I am, folks. Oh, <laughs> you know, Michael is this. This is Mitch. <laughs> it seems like we. This is kind of an extension of some of the conversations. The the four of us, uh, Michael's wife and uh, Peggy and my wife Donna, have had over the years. Um, I am a secular Jew. Um. Despite that, <laughs> I I did learn a set of values, thank goodness, from my mother. Um, I, you know, as Regina said, I respect those folks who 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 uh, need God in their lives to to follow those values. Michael and I, and Michael and I are brothers from another mother, and we've had <laughs> lots of these discussions. Um, but I learned values, um, and and I really believe that this re- this began with with my generation back in the '60s. Um, you know, the protests, the the lack of respect, the rebellion, and what I've seen over the the last two or three generations with. Um, with with 
with well, my kids, uh, their kids, is is everybody wants to be their kid's friend. They don't want to to discipline. Uh, everything is relative. Everything is okay. And we can talk about the public schools. And we can talk about the lack of values taught in public schools. But it really goes back to the parents. And parents aren't being parents. And parents haven't been parents for the most part for 60 years. Um, the, the folks that the, the friends of mine whose whose parents were raising their kids at that time, they said, I don't want my kids to have to deal with the hardships and the trials we dealt with. So they began to, to be their be their kids' friends and allow them to to do things that they shouldn't. Now I did things that I knew I shouldn't, but you know what? I knew that I shouldn't. I did some of them anyway. But I knew what was what was right, what was wrong. And right and wrong today is all relative. And I think I think that that's that's at the heart of this problem. There there are no hard and fast values, whether they come from the Bible, whether they come from uh, parents and family who who have a, a set of values instilled in them from their parents or wherever. But I I really I really mourn for for those days when more willing and prepared to parent and guide their children rather than allow them to to go however they uh, they chose to go and i think we're seeing it today um i you know i'm i'm a political moderate and i can't stand either the left or the right because they don't they don't listen they don't listen yeah i they don't listen to each other they uh they don't they're not civil to each other they're no longer interested in hearing what uh what the other has to say i see it i see it in acb these days and, and so you know it i, I don't know if it's fixable. all i can do is the best i can and be personally responsible as as regina talked about earlier and, and just kind of shake my head um, at, at the direction that that we've gone. I I am very sad for what I see in this country. Uh, I was a political science major in college, and so what happens in this country is really important to me, and always has been, always will be. And and I just think I just think that it is it is not. Uh, we're not heading in a positive direction, and I'm not sure whether it's fixable. So that's sort of my uh, my thoughts on the subject. I I have two I have two reactions to <laughs> to what what Mitch is saying. Well, first of all, you, you say yeah, I was taught values, and and yeah, I did some I did some things that I know I should have. Tell this story because 
plenty of the school for the blind, you know, uh, about 200 miles away from home. And uh, I'll always remember the time when the superintendent called me across the, 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 the square to his office and said to me, uh, do you want me to call your mom? Because I was I was drinking at an early age. Do you, do you want me to call your mom? And I remember stopping right there. No, no, no. Do, do not call that woman. Please don't, don't. Because I knew what would happen if, uh-huh. if my mother had to show up on that campus. Uh-huh. You know, they, 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 it wouldn't have been nice for me. But, 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 uh, uh, and the other thing, the other thing is, and that seems to be a, a very lost uh, principle these days is we just are not civil, and a lot of our our political leaders are are showing that they're showcasing the lack of civility. Uh, it's okay. What they're saying to me is, it's okay to treat people uh, in an un, in, in, in uncivil way. Mm-hmm. So I I agree with you there, Michael. Well, bro, well, brother, I uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate this uh, this discussion, and and I'm sure the next time that uh, that the four of us get together, uh, we'll probably ca- carry it on in some uh, some fashion or other. Oh, we probably will. And Miss, right. I'm gonna be calling you political science uh, major when I get um, in my political science class. <laughs> I might need a little. Yeah, help. The only the only positive thing I can say is 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 after I got my master's degree, I decided not to pursue a teaching career because I'm not sure I'd like academe these days. <laughs> so take care, everybody. And All right, and thank thanks you. for thank this you program. For and Michael, sure. um, I forgot we had Clubhouse here, so we might need to ask if we have anyone. In. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. Right used now, to we're, you, not, we're not. We're not used to having Clubhouse. Right. right. You don't no, have no, anybody. Not. I've been no? watching okay. for them, so you we don't. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're quite welcome. And the next person you have is Peggy Garrett. Hello. Oh, I know Peggy. her. How are you? <laughs> I know her. <laughs> good evening can you guys hear me yes oh good good good, good. so values <laughs> you know i i look at some of the generations behind us and and i kind of agree with mitch too uh, uh, a lot from the standpoint that it really started that i can i can remember in the 60s when the values that i was taught well, my generation was taught simple things like if you walk into somebody's home, you speak, you say good morning, you say good evening, you say hello, but you don't just walk in, you know. Um, the neighborhood that I grew up in, everybody knew everybody. If I walked down the street, and this is dating me, folks, but this goes back to the days when people u- utilized their front porches. People sat out in the evenings. Uh, children played in the yards and some areas they played in the street. We did, you know, red light and Simon said and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But if I walked down the sidewalk 
And there was a person sitting on the porch, and I didn't say good morning, good evening, hello, or something. I don't know. I don't, you know, we had telephone lines and all of that, but if I got home in five minutes, my mother knew that I was being impolite because I didn't speak. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was like everybody knew everybody. Mm -hmm. Our teachers, uh, you know, at the school, we went to a lot of the same churches. So I had teachers who taught my mother. That's how long they'd been teaching. Uh, so everybody knew everybody. And we were held accountable for simple things now that people don't even think about. Things like saying, thank you, please. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Yes, no, sir, and no, sir. Yep. And I know that's out of out of date now, but just a yes or a no, but not a how or what. And to mm -hmm. call an adult by their first name, oh my gosh, I'd probably still be on punishment. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I mean, those things were just not yes. acceptable. Oh. And so when you learn those values early on and you carry those with you, and then things like do unto others as you will have them to do unto you. Just simple things like you don't want people speaking to you any kind of way. So why would you talk to other people exactly. <laughs> any kind of exactly. way, you know? And so as we, we've gotten away from those things, uh, and, and not to mention politics, but the way they lie about each other. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nothing about telling the truth anymore. It's just whatever they can get away with. And I wonder, and then some of these same people have the audacity to say that they're Christians or that they go to church. And I'm like, what for? You know, you go to church, but then you stand up and you tell blatant lies about other folks that you know are not true. What what kind of values does that reflect? You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm just amazed sometimes when I, I listen to the things that people say and how they talk to one another or about one another. It's it's. You know, and, and and I have to say that none of us are perfect. All of us have sinned. All of us are still doing things that we shouldn't. It's kind of like Michael said about his his uh, his incident yesterday. I have those. I get so frustrated with people at Metro Live. Sometimes I just want to box their ears because they <laughs> do things that are just just don't make any sense. They wrap mm -hmm. you crazy. They pick you up late. They train them. They grab your hand. They grab your cane. And, and it's very frustrating, but I have to remember, it's a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. Don't be rude. Mm -hmm. Just say, can I help you by telling you this is not the correct way to do it? But if we have to constantly be aware of, of being respectful to others, just like we want others to be respectful to us. Because sometimes people don't know. Sometimes they don't care. But we have to be the ones to always take the high road. At least that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. And I try. I try. But there are times I have to stop and pray and say, okay, Lord, I need you to guide me through this one because if I do it on my own, it's, it's not going to be. Gonna be <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just wanted to share that because I, I do feel like values are important. Um, we have to continuously be teaching and sharing, especially those of us who have children, grandchildren, or in our cases, great-grandchildren. We have to share those values to them. The thank you, the please, you know, uh, the good morning or the good evening. Things that people take for granted. But I, I still believe, I believe that those things do still make a, a big difference to a lot of people. My great-grandmother used to say when you, when you got up and you came in the room or whatever, or mm -hmm. in the house and you didn't speak to her, 
she would say, did I sleep with you last night? Yeah, <laughs> I heard that one too. <laughs> and I remember the first time she said that, I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Peggy, thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anyone yeah. else? We have Mary next. You say Mary? Yes. Hi, Mary. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Michael. Um, Hi, Mary. Hello. So um, I I don't have any young people um, in my life. I'm not a parent. So I wish I, I did, you know, teenagers, just to know what they're thinking and feeling and what it's like for them in school and everything. But Social media, I think, has really added a whole new external dimension to young people's lives. Um, Facebook, I mean, all, all of that, the, the pressures that it puts on and just a whole layer of, um, you know, all of the information that they're getting and um, things that they're exposed to. I mean, it's an, an awareness that they have that, you know, previous generations of their age, we didn't. We talk mm -hmm. about a simpler time. Yeah, yeah, social media has changed all that. Mm -hmm. Kids do grow up faster today. Um, and, you know, I commend, you know, Michael, your your grandson for, you know, trying to set parameters with his, with his kids. As they get older, I expect that that could get even more difficult. You know, kids want to have their phones with them at all times in school. You know, and they, um, you know, they don't like it if they can't have their phones. They're very dependent on it and all that it entails. So I, I, I just think that that's changing young people's perspective and growing up really in a way that has yet to be maybe fully, uh, you know, realized, you know, but maybe one of the positive things is that they are more aware too. Um, you know, we you know, we hear, heard about all the young people involved in the, you know, protest movement happening in 2020. And maybe that was a result of their, you know, enhanced awareness too. Um, maybe that's a positive, but there's a lot of negatives too. So, but that's, that's definitely shaping our a younger generation, I think. And you definitely have to uh, weed in the good, with, you know, you have the good and the bad, you know, in those situations, like you said, a lot of young people did uh, come out. Um, one of my godchildren, he actually started uh, head up, headed up a movement in Detroit. You know, when all of that stuff happened, you know, with the uh, uh, Floyd and uh, you know different things that are happening with the police and all of that stuff. You know, he took his uh, anger and he turned it into something positive. You know, but Again, I think that's because that foundation was already set. So, mm -hmm. anyone else? And I, do, and I, I, I do agree with uh, I do agree with Mary about the, the social media aspect because it's it's so prevalent these days, and kids mm -hmm. are these kids. We uh, we, uh, uh, we 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 do a thing statewide here. Uh, Working with our state agency, uh, every uh, every two years, every biennium, when our state legislature meets, we take a group of kids to Austin uh, and we do a, a, a weekend with them. And this past this this year, in fact, this was the year we did it. Uh, 
we had a they uh, invite somebody on technology with the kids. And so we had a fellow that came in. Uh, he's he's very bright. Uh, he's, he works at the School for the Blind. He's, uh, you know. But there was one young man in the group who who knew as much about the technology as this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, you know, it was it was very interesting because he would all the questions that uh, that John would ask this this young man uh, knew all knew all the answers and he even showed John a couple of things so mm-hmm. it, it, it just goes to show that that uh, these kids are uh, these are they, these kids are bright uh, Mary's right that they do grow up early uh, and and uh, uh, it, it's good to to put some reins on what they do, or at least Hunter that we talked to them about. Uh, and, and this was just before all this stuff really broke, because this happened at the end of March. We talked to them about AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. We talked to them about that uh, and warned them to be careful with AI, they hadn't thought about it. They thought it was, you know, AI is neat. Well, yeah, it is. It 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 can open up a a, a lot of brand new things, but there are some pitfalls with it. Mm-hmm. So, and and right after that, right after that conference, we we started to hear all these other things about AI and all the bad things that could happen, the possibilities and all that. So, so Peg uh, and I think about that all the time, and 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 we're hoping that that the students, we had 13 students, very bright. Uh, we're hoping that they remember that. Mm-hmm. They, they a little bit cautious about AI. All right, all right. Okay. So, uh, we have anybody else? You do actually have quite a few people. Just to give you a time check, it is uh, six minutes until eight o'clock or till the top of the hour. So, um, uh, I forgot to look to see how long your call was. But yeah, just to I was going to ask, how long is the call? How long is it? Cheryl, are you still on the call? I don't know how long. I didn't, but, I didn't ask of how long. But well, we, I, think, I think she's 90 minutes, I believe. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's set on the schedule next. for uh, 90 minutes. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. All right. Hello, hello, Reverend Garrett, and hello, Ms. Sled. <laughs> well, I grew up in the '60s too, and I also grew—I grew up as a secular cultural Jew, also, though I'm not—I'm not a secular today, but um, but I did grow up that way. I think values do form our, um, you know, opinions and all that stuff. I I learned about in the '80s um, about values clarification. And I didn't do much with it, but I heard a little about in uh, in classes that I took in uh, master's programs and things like that. And you know, I do think that we have to clarify our values or understand what they are. A lot of people don't even know what values are. They don't even understand them. They don't know what they are. And I think that's a problem. Um, I, I was I was a pretty uh, liberal parent with my son, I guess. But he he definitely got values because I grounded him. You know, if I if I found that he did something. I had to take him home from the. Uh, he got in trouble in school, and I had to take him home. I had to go to, to, go to a school and take him home on the bus. And I, I wasn't. He said, Are you going to hit me? No, I don't really believe in corporal punishment, but I will talk to you, you know. And so I did. You know, I really 
made him understand that his behavior was not something that um, that pleased me very much. So I think that there are ways of doing this um, without, you know, using whips and you know beating people up and stuff like that. And you know, to me, um, my son is a very uh, responsible person. He's almost 50. So um, you know, I think that you know I did the best I could with him. I wasn't as um, um, authoritarian as my parents were and they weren't bad but they definitely gave me values and I do absolutely remember do you know where your children are thing <laughs> yes I do yeah. and I think that was a good thing I think that was mm -hmm. a good thing mm -hmm. because yeah. you know then you really have to be a, res a responsible parent and, and my parents think about it yes absolutely and my parents were very responsible um parents and they uh, were uh, atheist agnostic so you know obviously I believe atheists and agnostics can have moral uh, character and uh, ethical values and I think we have to think about what we say about people and judge people and, and we and, and as a society today we do get very judgmental and I believe social media is a problem but you know since we're in the 10 days of uh, uh, reflection here right now you know, we have to forgive ourselves, forgive what other people have done to us, what we've done to other people. And, you know, so we just have to be reflective right now in this time of uh, uh, the 10 days of, uh, you know, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And I hope that people understand that not everybody thinks the way that everybody else does. But I think that we should respect each other. And I think there's too much violence, too much uh, dissension. And I think it's a very sad thing about that. So that's what I have to say. Thank you. Man, and I and I like that I like that reflection because uh, I think I think we don't do enough of that. And it goes back to uh, you know, taking that personal responsibility. If we were to reflect on how we act and how we think, hopefully that would pay that would help us treat people the way we want it we want to be treated so mm -hmm. thank you for that yes all right next you have mary carl hayes is next oh hi there how you doing hi. hello mary how are you oh it's so good to, to hear all your voices and oh Michael, I haven't talked to you in ages. It's just nice to hear your voice too. Um, well, I, um, I am really concerned because I teach in a Christian school. I've been te teaching school for over 40 years. And I just can't tell you it's getting worse and worse and worse, even in a Christian school. Um, you know, the lack of respect amongst um, the students. And uh, the mean-spiritedness, the bullying. And this is in a Christian school. And we work so hard to pump values into these kids. And they're disrespectful. Just last school year, I caught six cheaters. Six cheaters. Six students cheating on tests. And that's more that was in my entire teaching career before it. Wow. Oh, I, I teach foreign languages. And so I have um, students so use Google Translate and they'll deny it. And I, I forbid it. I've forbidden internet translation and I can smell it out like a bloodhound smells meat. <laughs> and I tell them, okay, if you do that, 
you are going to, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to take it home and do it home, do it using the the computer between your two ears that the good Lord gave you, or you are going to take a zero. I am not, I am not grading Google. And I I stand firm to that. And and they hate it. Well, so-and-so did, and you know, I said, no, I am teaching you a foreign language. You are here to, to learn a foreign language and... I am not going to, I'm not grading you on how well you look things up on the internet and string a bunch of words together and call it communication because, you know, they'll still just, you know, take words and string them together or they, they'll do it, you know, the, the Google Translate will give them inappropriate words or at the very best, I know that they've not, they haven't had those words before. So I know they're getting themselves elsewhere. And I say, I'm giving you everything you need to do this. Now, if, if you were my advanced students, I'd show you how to judiciously use a translator and when to and how to avoid using it because they're not. And, and I also do translation myself. And, you know, I mean, so I can tell you, I can just vouch for this. So there's that. And then the disrespect, like yesterday, I, I was giving a test and I told them, okay, I want, I want a full heading on the paper. I want your first and last name. And we're not going to start the test until it's on there. night. My aide was looking. And um, so we started the test and then they started turning it in. And one had a first name. I said, you know what? I got to throw this in the garbage can. But I'm not that cruel. I told you I wanted a full heading. Well, I didn't want him to put a full heading. Why do I have to do it? And I just, you know, I just finally said, you know what? You have to do it because I'm your teacher and I'm telling you to do it. Furthermore, I am saving your skin because when you go to when you go and you leave this school, there are teachers that would throw it in the garbage can if you didn't follow the instructions and put a whole head, full heading on. And I'm not that cruel. And I'm trying to save your skin. And you ought to be thanking me. And furthermore, if you don't start respecting me, you're going to get some notes sent home to your parents. And I come home at night and I am so tired. You know, I am pouring morals into these kids. I am trying to be a good example to these kids. I integrate the Bible into my teaching and everything. And it's just getting worse and worse. And it's getting very upsetting. And I don't know what the answer is, but I am, I'm just really upset. You're a good person to ask this question, Carla. Okay. Uh, one of the, I have a list of things here that, you know, we didn't, if we get to a dry space and it doesn't look like we are, uh, on my list, is honesty and what do you think, what do you think, where do you think we are, you know, in terms of people being honest, telling the truth? I think we're slipping further and further and further. And it's pretty bad when a kid says to me, well, what's wrong with what's wrong with cheating on the test? My parents oh, my cheat goodness. on income taxes. Oh, oh, wow. Or so now you see where they get it from. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I was just going to say, you see, that's, hey, that's, that's oh. cheating too. That's yeah, and you know what? I, I had a student... And, and, you know, I had a student come in and, and they, I, I know I told this story before, I had a student that was swearing 
you know, every other word was a swear word. And so I talked to the principal and he, and he says, you just send him down to my office. And, and I said, I don't like to do that. To you. Oh, no, you send him down here. And, you know, you don't have to put up with that. The students don't. So we had a parent night and I said, I, I decided I was going to, I requested a conference with the parents. So the father come in and every other word out of the father's mouth was profanity. And, um, and you know, why are you, you're sending my son to the principal's office? And I said, you know what? I'm going to continue to send your son to the principal's office because I'm a lady and I don't have to put up with the swearing in my classroom and neither do my other young students. So you just know it. If your son swears, you're not going to take care of it at home, obviously, but I will here because I won't have it in my classroom. And he says, well, I'll see about this. I'll talk to your principal about this. Well, he backed me up, of course. <laughs> so, Good. you know, this is where it's coming from. And I'm so up. You don't have any idea how upset I am about all this. I can only imagine. Uh, oh, and I don't know about where the honesty is going. Or, you know, you catch somebody with a crib sheet. Oh, I wasn't cheating. Well, what's this? Oh, some notes. I said this was a closed note, closed book test. Why didn't you use Google Translate? Where did you get these words? I only needed a few. I said, I forbade it in my classroom. And you, you know, you violated the policy that was set forth for you. And I am not grading Google. And, and, and I had a student that didn't want to work in a particular group that I, I put them in. And what I do is I'll take, when I have them do a group project, I'll put an A and a C and an F together so that, you know, the, the students that are more able can help the others. And every comes everybody comes out with a more equitable grade. Because if I didn't do that, there'd be people that wouldn't get chosen. And then all the A's would get together. All the F's would get together. All the G's would get together. You know, I'm just being smart here. There aren't no G's. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, uh, you got to have some humor in this. But I had a student tell me, you know what? We live in a democracy. Guess what? This is a democracy. You can't tell me what to do. I said, you know what? Once you walk in 104, you have stepped into a dictatorship. And I am the dictator. Now you're going to you're going to work with the person and with the people I tell you to. I'm giving you a choice. You're going to work with these other two students that I assigned you to, or you will take an F, and it's a fifty point project. Your choice, and I'm not going to agonize over it. Whatever you choose, and that, and, and that well, you could tell them well. That's here's here's the way this this democracy works. You, you have choices. The, yeah, the, I could have said that. Gives you a choice. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. this is what I get into. And so I, I guess I was just looking for some guidance, what you all think. And, and Michael, what do you think in a situation like this? What, what how you would I, I think you, you handle it well. I think you, I have, to, you have to take a in and, and be, be, uh, because I, I truly believe that in the long run, uh, the students will thank you for it because when they get out in the big wide world, they'll, they'll there are people who will take stands negatively or positively, but it's hard to move people. And, and when, when you're trying to do the right thing, uh, a smart student, some students, not every student will, will come back to you and say thank you. But the ones who really have uh, something deep, deeply embedded in their hearts, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll come back and say thank you for uh, at least helping me find some boundaries and, and, and putting some limitations on. 
And I just, you know, I stay there because the Lord put me there. And because there are still some good students there that want some yeah. sound teaching. But, you know, yeah, there's yeah, some that I'm very good. weird. You can always find some. And so you're, you're there for the good ones. And, and maybe and I come back and I feel very weary at night. I better be honest with you. I feel very weary at night. I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So I well, thank you. you, thank you, Carla. We appreciate it, and, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you that kind of thing will ease up. I hope so. Thank you, and thank you, by the way, for having this call. We need to have more discussions like this, not just on community, but I mean, as a society. And this is this yeah, yeah, yeah. is a great place to do this. So thank you, and, yeah. and I've always respected you. And you know, it's just a oh, well, thank thing you very do. much. Well, thank you so much, and don't be All a stranger. Right. Keep in touch. All right, we will. Stay right, strong, really. sweetie. <laughs> yes, really, really. All right, what would we? Any more? Did we lose them? Yeah, you have more. I'm sorry, I couldn't get my thing unmuted. Um, oh, oh. The next person you have is area code 608 ending in 219. Hi, Michael. This is Peter Heidi. I'm Lisa. Hello. Um, I'm doing fine. Um, first of all, I, um, I, I'm, I, I personally think that Regina didn't go quite far enough, but that um, and I guess that, that makes me a liberal. Um, um, I, I think that uh, the conversation that we're having is really good, but we're mixing um, social values with personal values. And I, I think that we need to be very clear about this because when we talk about trying to regain social, uh, regain values, that we have to remember uh, to regain values that we have in the we're going to live in a world of integrated swimming pools where the white people just drain the pools and go and um, create uh, their own country clubs and with their own pools and uh, private societies. That um, when we try and blame the school system uh, for the lack of values in our in our society, we have to remember that um, to that uh, it, it was social values that. Uh, brought about Brown versus education, uh, brought about the voters' rights in 64-65, uh, brought about ADA in 1990, uh, brought about gay rights. Um, those are social values that we need to stand by, and and uh, they are not things that we can look back on um, for being um, let's get values because the values we used to have um, gave us things like the doctrine of discovery, um, gave us uh, language to devalue people, encourage slavery, um, dehumanize Native Americans. Um, those are all parts of <clears throat> what our social values were. And so I always uh, cringe when we say we need to get back to uh, because um, this whole whole uh, movement of moving to private schools, parochial schools, charter schools, um, taking finances, money, and um, and talent away from our public school system 
um, only encourages segregation, prejudice, um, and and uh, and a kind of uh, mindset that is leading us into a stronger and stronger mindset of Christian um, um, of of um, uh, a, a kind of uh, um, a kind of Christian behavior that that has nothing to do with being Christian. Uh, it has nothing to do with respecting one another as God's creation, but has everything to do with trying to prove that some of us are more worthy than others, and that. So, um, Peter, so Peter, yeah, let me yeah. Go okay. ahead. So let me. Christian nationalism. That's what I was trying to think this, of. Yes. Let me let me ask you this: uh, Is 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 man? Uh, feel involved, importance of family? Um, well, of course it is. But that... Uh, is, that respect, uh, is respect for others still involved? Um, um, well, I mean, one can debate that. Um, oh, really? Um, what I am trying to say is that um, you know, individual family values are going to be much more about um, localized uh, treatment of people in your immediate vicinity, and that, um, you know, it's it's easy that, to love that people that process? love you. Is that a learning process, though? Well, yes, but it's easy to love people that love you. Oh, true, uh, but, 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 but as you reach out, you have to you have to level of what right kind, kind is kindness still invoked? You rather somebody um, kind well, or, certainly, certainly it is. You know, so um, so, so, uh, so and I ask but you, that, I ask you those questions because because uh, I don't think our I don't think we're saying that we 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 want to go back. I think what we're saying is we've lost the essentials. These things will never, we will never be old. Kind, treating somebody kind is always going to be uh, right. And, and I don't think we've lost that. I think mm. that that I think that <laughs> I think that socially we choose to ignore it, but that I don't think we've lost it. I, well. It, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, honesty. No. Well, or more. Yeah. Just talking. Yeah, I know. Kids, you know. So those things. I mean, it, it comes down to: Would you rather somebody be kind to you, or would you rather somebody be honest with you, uh, and you trust them? You know, those kinds of things. Those those things to me. And I'm sure Lisa will agree with me. Those things are, in, when you're building relationships, those things are still in vogue. Those things are still important to the way we treat each other. Yes. Being well, a, and I, I can't disagree with that. The, the question is, what do we do with that in the public arena? We still have to teach that 
in my opinion. We have to teach right. that to to uh, uh, children and adults. You know. Um, in in all of the relationships I have seen, you know, because I haven't had children either, so you know that I'm an expert on child raising, right? <laughs> that, um, but in all of the relationships that I've had with with kids over the years, like yeah, yeah I've had kids that wanted to cheat, but I also remember the day that that uh, I taped I taped my my uh, crib notes onto my leg so that I could read my braille through the through my pant leg, and and the sighted teachers had no clue. Um, um, you know, does that make me a bad person? Well, you know, I probably didn't deserve the grade that I got, but I'm not sure that it made me a bad person. Um, that, um, you know, in my later life, I value all of the information that I can memorize because my leg isn't large enough to carry all the crib notes that I need. <laughs> um, but that, that um, um, and, and so there are, there are days um, when, you know, there are days when I do a better job than others, but that, yes, I try and, and treat people with respect. Um, and that, um, you know, and, and as, um, as a pastor, because I too am a pastor, um, you know, I try and treat each person that I meet uh, with dignity, remembering that um, all of us are children of God. Whether or not we believe in God, um, we're all children of God. And, um, you know, and that my job is the sales not, uh, and not final judgment. Okay. So, um, but I do. I I really do want to caution on uh, when we talk about uh, to to lift up the that we had. Um, that that values are something to be carried forward, not to be looked back at. Yeah. Well, I I think I think you know I I hope I hope we're not I hope we're not uh, put it put. You know, putting that message out. I think we're we're looking at at things that are solid, things that need to be that need to be done, things that we're yeah. not seeing happen today, things right. that 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 uh, that if we don't do, uh, then we're looking at the disintegration of society. Right. But you know, whether or not we're talking about living in a neighborhood where everybody knows us. Um, that the larger larger conversation I think is how do we create places where we feel safe? Yeah. 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 I'll step there. Thank you very much. Hey, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we have about Cash we, have next. A little, we have a little less than fifteen minutes. How many how many oh, wow. <laughs> twenty after? Uh, we had two right. hours for this call, huh? Like we need a part two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who, uh, who else? Cache is who next. Oh, Cache. Hi, Cache. Right. Hello. Um, what I want to say is that a, a person's personal value um, is defined. It defines who they are, but it's also the defining measurement of how we treat each other. But what will alter that treatment is that 
the level of respect sometimes that is received in that offering. Yes, a parent is a child's first teacher, guide of accountability and integrity to how they engage with others. But the deposit always is not a positive impartation of positive values. And that is something we need to take a look at because as we know, seeds do grow up and they take on a course of their own. They grow into adults who will operate in disruption, disrespect, dishonor, and disengagement because of the lack of respect, accountability, and consequences of choices, and sometimes the freedom to operate in that. And so what I would say, those that deem, you know, those who feel a certain way, uh, who tend to operate in those manners, they deem those sometimes as what they would call good values. But it's easy to deflect the person's ill will as a lack of value instead of just calling truth to power when a person's intention is just to do what they want to do because they don't like someone, they don't like their choice, they don't agree with their stance or decision. And so they make a choice to do what they are willing and freely um, able to do, not because of what their parents put into them, especially when they are uh, an age of maturity and an adult they make a choice to not operate in what was imparted into them as good values. They make a choice to operate in the values that they have identified as the one they choose to live by, the moral standards, uh, the moral compass, as I would say, of what they choose to live out in their city, in their communities, on their jobs, in their organizations. And that is what needs to be reflected. Are we reflecting good values as we engage with one another and interact with one another? Are we offering the same respect that we want to receive? And a lot of times that's what happens. People want respect, but they don't know how to offer respect. Mm -hmm. People want to be heard, but they don't know how to listen. Mm -hmm. People want to speak, but they don't, often, they don't often ever want to be quiet so somebody else can have their turn and their voice to say what is said. And so that is something we really need to take a look at, even in this organization. Uh, I know we've been talking about kids and parenting and all that, but Again, you know, our parents put something in us and, you know, everything our parents taught us, we didn't do. You know, they told us don't go here. And what first chance you did, you went you went when they weren't looking and you touched something they did, told you not to touch. So you chose to veer off the path sometimes as to what those values they gave you. So let's roll it up, pull up our sleeves and take a look at ourselves and say, is it that somebody else have bad values or could it be that our compass is a little off? And maybe what we deem as good values uh, may not be quite quite the case. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, so Keshe. Yes. So, so, so you you, you kind of touched on a little bit the, the 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 main point that the question we're asking is how these values, how do our values uh, play a part in how we treat each other? So you. Do you, you really believe uh, that that person's values govern how they treat each other or one another? I do believe a person's value plays a role in how we engage one another. But sometimes if I'm operating with good intentions in my personal values and I'm having a conversation with Lisa and Michael, if they don't receive, I, I'm not accountable for how they receive it. I am accountable for how I present it. Mm -hmm. So that is something that needs, you know, what needs to be looked at. So um, is it that 
it wasn't presented well or is it that I did not receive it well? And and, and I think you were you I I you when you people who want to be heard that they don't listen. Uh, and that you know th those 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 examples you were giving there. I think sometimes we have to look at the outcome. How can we get the desired outcome? And if you treat a person in a in a negative way, then the mm -hmm. outcome that you're looking for, you, you're probably unlikely to get it. Yes, exactly. Yes. Think? And sometimes it's about coming to the table, not to get what I want, but what's best for everybody at the table. Oh, now that's a good point. Um, good, good yes. I, I like that. I like that. That's very good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. Have Janae Miller next. Oh. oh. Hi, Janae. Hey, can hey, you guys Janae. hear me? Yes. We hey, everybody. Um, I have been listening to this whole entire dialogue and I want to quickly touch on a, a couple of things that I just want us to kind of keep in mind. Going back to when we talked about uh, kids and parents, you know, uh, there was a thing called structure, which a lot of parents don't give their kids any structure anymore. And that's the whole idea of the examples of not letting your kid have their cell phone except on the weekend, only consuming so much TV. Um, during the week, I was raised like that. But also, a lot of, and I'm saying this just even for those who are listening that are in our advocacy as far as legislation, a lot of things have changed also due to how uh, laws and policies were written. There was a time when, you know, um, because of how the rules were, kids had a, a major respect and even a little bit of a fear of authority. Now there's not that kind of fear because kids, based on the rules that a lot of, I want to say society, I mean, locally, statewide, they have taken away those things where adults can be the authority figure. Um, so, for example, you know, a kid will say, go ahead, call my mom. I'm not afraid. Go ahead, call the police. I'm not afraid because some of that had to do with laws and policy that have changed over the last 50 to 60 years. And so that's one uh, quick point. Um, but also, you know, I listened to even what Cache was saying, even what Peter was saying and a few other folks. When you look at uh, values and, and morals, you got to respect that some people based on how they have been situated or what their upbringing has been. You know, you got to learn how to agree to disagree on certain things and 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 know that people may not like, like this part, but they still like all these other parts and not hold that against them. And also when you're rearing children, when you're raising children, remember, they're still kids, even though kids are smart, you know, psychology and science and things have shown us that there's different there's different degrees to the maturity of a child. And so. Some of the things that are being put out these days that adults are, are saying is okay for a kid to do or say or change, you got to really think, is that really good? When you were a kid, did you, did, did you really understand certain big conversations that adults will have around you or in earshot of you? Um, and so we have to look at that. But yes, sometimes how things are presented is very much part of the, the key. And when you're trying to 
get certain values or morals and things across and you're almost shoving it down somebody's throat or in somebody's face in a way that they don't even have a choice. They have to quote unquote conform. That also can be a big deterrent or turn off. And so we got to get back to a place where we can really sit and listen and, and, and be able to digest. But people also have to learn how to present in a way that is digestible as well. And I really think we do need to have a part two to this because there's a lot to unpack, even as we look at um, us as an organization and all the different talk around when you look at values, shared value, core values, and things such as intersectionality on certain topics. We really need to dig deep into that because over the last 50 or 60 years, we have lost sight of what were our what were certain missions or goals in society or as certain values dictate as to, as, it, as it pertains to civil rights or uh, personal rights or autonomy and things of that sort. We've we we've started one thing. We haven't finished it. Now we're piling other things on top of it. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Much just I don't know that we have time to uh, 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 Joe. How much time do we have? Uh, less than a minute. Oh, let's have a part two. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're gonna go ahead and 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 wrap it up. We thank you all yes. of you for yes. coming and, and awesome uh, responding and and participating in this discussion. Thank you. Uh, 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 Chairman uh, Cummings for allowing us to hold this conversation. Thank you, Lisa, for for uh, for uh, helping helping me put pull this thing together. You want to say anything before we go? I think it was a phenomenal discussion, and I think it's a discussion that we do need to keep having, whether we have it on Zoom or whether we continue to have it in our personal lives. It's it, everybody has given us something to think about. And I think that in this day and age, we really need to do that. And I thank you too, Michael, for allowing me to share and be part of this because it was awesome. And thank you, Cheryl. So, and thank we'll go you. Go out and people. treat everybody well. Every, every, That's everybody. right. Treat, treat people the way well. you want to be treated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thank you, Joe. Thank and you, thank Joe. you, Belinda, even though you didn't have anybody in Clubhouse, thank you for coming in and helping us out. So in saying that, we'd like to say thanks again and look out. We might have a part two because this was an <laughs> interesting, phenomenal uh, discussion. Right. Yes. All, All right. right. Good you night, everybody. Care.